Let us pray. God of us all, take our ears and hear through them. Take our minds and think through them and take our hearts and set them on fire. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Well, it has uh, been a maddening irony that a new hymnal titled Voices Together 
was published in the midst of a once every hundred years global pandemic. 24 boxes of these hymnals were delivered back on January 21st at a time when it was, was literally, our voices were literally dangerous. It could be in effect in some cases was deadly to sing. Those boxes of hymnals uh, set unopened in our old chapel, that space behind the sanctuary uh, for six months because we couldn't safely be together. And in fact, we still can't uh, all be together in one place at one time. But even in the midst of a pandemic, or maybe especially in the midst of a pandemic, uh, this hymnal speaks uh, to the deep hope of our faith, voices together. In this reading we just heard from 1 Corinthians 12, Paul writes about the importance of diversity. He uses very familiar imagery of the human body. So verse 14, indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but many. We need hands and feet and eyes and ears, although I notice Paul doesn't say very much at all about wisdom teeth, but it's that diversity that makes for a healthy body. So he goes on in verse 19, if all were a single member, if we were just thumbs or livers or all hair, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. And then in the last verse, he draws out the meaning. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. We all have parts to play. And we all need each other so that together we can live into our identity, into our calling as the body of Christ, so that together we can embody Christ's ministry of love and justice and mercy and peace. And when we join our voices together, when we join our individual voices, when we join in soprano, alto, tenor, bass, even if you don't know what part you're singing, or even if you know what part you're supposed to sing and we can't tell what part you're singing, when we join our voices together, we can sing and hear and imagine that hope of our faith. There's a great passage in Ian McEwan's novel, Saturday, where he writes, there are these rare moments when musicians together touch something sweeter than they've ever found before in rehearsals or performances. Beyond the merely collaborative or technically proficient, when their expression becomes an, as easy and graceful as friendship or love. This is when they give us a glimpse of what we might be, of our best selves, of an impossible world where you give everything you have to others, but lose nothing of yourself. Only in music does the curtain actually lift on this dream of community. That's my experience of music here at Portland Mennonite Church. When we join our voices together, I can dream, I can imagine, I can believe in the beloved community. So, voices together. I am glad finally to, to introduce, to explore, uh, to enjoy this new hymnal that will shape not only our worship, but will shape our lives and our faith uh, together in this next generation. Adam Tice, who's one of the names you, you might've noticed earlier, he's the text editor for this project. And uh, he said that early on in creating this new hymnal, uh, the team developed an, uh, a statement about the power of language. And I want to read just the first paragraph of it. The words we use in worship shape how we understand God, one another, and the world around us. The metaphors we use affect how we encounter God in worship. They also form our worldviews 
in ways that may be beyond our conscious awareness, impacting how we relate to other people by defining what we see as normal, acceptable, or good in ourselves, others, and the world around us. Therefore, the words we use in worship also shape our actions and how we live into God's just and peaceful new creation. Words matter. I mean, you can imagine if on Sunday mornings we only ever sang uh, contemporary North American pop-inflected music, that would shape our faith. That would shape what we understand to be normal and good. And I suspect we would lose sight of the gifts and the wisdoms of the great cloud of witnesses that has gone before us and that surrounds us still. Or if on Sunday mornings we ever only sang, as Molly Binding would say, songs by old dead white guys, uh, as much as I love Isaac Watts and the music of Charles Wesley, we might forget about the breadth and the width and the diversity of the kingdom of God. In the same way, if we only ever, ever sing four-part acapella music, if we convey that somehow that's normal and acceptable and good only, then we might unintentionally make it hard for other people to find their voice in the worship of the church. And so in curating this new hymnal, Voices Together, deliberate decisions were made uh, to include a breadth of language and images and metaphors and idioms. And I want to talk just a little bit about that today while we're introducing this new hymnal. Words matter. And in the first place, words matter, uh, especially when we're trying to describe what is by definition beyond description. God, God is beyond us. St. Augustine long ago wrote uh, in Latin, si comprehendus non est Deus, which translates into English roughly as, if you think you understand God, then it's not God. God is beyond us. And yet, by faith, we believe that God has come to us. And so the Bible is full of names, of images, of metaphors for God. And because we've known God in deeply personal ways, we, we use gendered language for God because that's part of how we relate to each other as humans. The trouble is, through time, we've often used a fairly limited language for God. We've almost always uh, referred to God using male pronouns. We've almost always limited ourselves to God as, as Father. And that limits and it lessens our understanding of God uh, and of ourselves and of the ways that we relate to each other. And so in Voices Together, uh, deliberate decisions were made to inc include a broader range of language. Now, some hymns, the original language was retained. So uh, if you're here or if you have a book at home, you can turn to number 517. Number 517 is children of the heavenly father. And that image of father is developed. It runs through the song. Children of the heavenly father safely in his bosom gather. Nestling bird nor star in heaven such a refuge air was given. God his own doth tend and nourish. In his holy courts they flourish. From all evil things he spares them. In his mighty arms he bears them. The image is developed. It runs through the song. And if you remove that gender language, it becomes a much more generic hymn that loses the, the power, the potency of the intimacy that the songwriter is meaning to convey. Now, in some other songs, father is used, but it's not really essential uh, to the development of the song. So, for example, uh, this is my father's world. Uh, that's a familiar hymn from our old blue hymnal. Um, but that language of father isn't really developed through the song. This is my father's world and to my listening ears, 
All nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my father's world. The birds, their carols raise the morning light, the lily white declare their maker's praise. It doesn't really need that imagery of father. And so in the new hymnal, turn to page 180. That song has now become, this is God's wondrous world. And to my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. And then in other songs, um, the male pronouns have been replaced with female pronouns. And uh, that might sound a little jolting to some of our ears, those of us who have sung these hymns for uh, years, decades, generations. But it also opens a wider understanding of God. So I want you to turn to number 74. Oh, oh worship our God, all glorious above. Now we're going to... Uh, on a Sunday like this, we can't just talk about music. We have to sing music, but we can't really sing a lot of music. So what we've done is ask some of the song leaders to come up and sing some of these songs for us. So if those song leaders want to come up now, they're going to sing number 74. You're going to recognize the tune because in the old blue book, it was number 66. It was, O worship the king, O glorious above, O gratefully sing his power and his love. Verse 2, O tell of his might, O sing of his grace whose robe is the light, who can, whose canopy space is chariots of wrath, the deep thunderclass form and dark is his path on the wings of the storm. In the new hymnal becomes number 74, or worship our God of glorious above, and the pronouns have been shifted from male to female. So as they sing this song, I want you to just sit and listen and reflect how that shift in language shifts your mental imagery of God. Okay, so number 74, I'll worship our God. I think you're gonna sing verses one and two. One and two, all right. looking forward to exploring uh, a broader, a richer, uh, a deeper language uh, for God in this new hymnal. I should also add that um, if you go on the Voices Together website, there's an extensive essay that was written uh, titled Expansive Language and Voices Together, Gendered, Gendered Images of God that explains how it is they made certain decisions, what the theology is that undergirds it. Uh, and one of the appendices is uh, 356 spiritual ways to a, a scriptural ways to address God in worship. So uh, really a fascinating uh, essay behind this, behind the curtain of how you create a hymnal. Second, um, this is called Voices Together. And so in Mennonite Church USA and Mennonite Church Canada, which are the two denominations that sponsor primarily this project, uh, 
In Mennonite Church USA in Canada, in congregations, we worship in over two dozen languages. And then, of course, through Mennonite Central Committee and Mennonite Mission Network and Mennonite World Conference, we have relationships uh, with people around the world. And so we need the music. We need the words from different cultures and perspectives uh, to live fully into our identity as the body of Christ. And so while this is a primarily English language resource, it includes over 40 different languages. This is a gift. This is a challenging gift because it means wherever you're from, you're going to find something in here that is unfamiliar to you. It's also, though, a gift that holds some danger. Because historically in the West, we have a habit of appropriating, of colonizing, of taking what belongs to others. And so it will be important for us to receive this music, to receive this resource as a gift, to be respectful be grateful for what others have shared with us so that we can join our voices authentically uh, together. So the song leaders now are going to sing uh, from Voices Together number 159. Kwake Yesu Nasumama. This is a Kenyan tune uh, with a Swahili text. around the world and uh, many more gifts to be found in this new hymnal. Finally, though, the editors have included uh, what they call heart songs. Each of us have heart songs. They're songs that music that draws us in, music that touches us deeply. Maybe it takes us back to a significant moment in our life. I, th I find that for me, uh, those are the kind of songs that float to the top of my consciousness right at the moment that I need them most. Uh, I hope that you will find heart songs in Voices Together. I hope that we will together discover new heart songs. For some of us, that'll be familiar four-part harmonies. Uh, for others, maybe it'll be contemporary songs or what the editors call popular idiom. Um, there are some songs that the editors have carried over from our previous books, songs like Longing for Light and Rain Down, uh, The Spiritual Guide My Feet While I Run This Race is in our new hymnal, uh, the Spanish language song, Tu has venido a la orilla, or Lord, you have come to the, uh, to the lakeshore, is included here. 
about half of the music, you know, we used to have the blue book, the worship book. We still have the, the green sing the journey and the, the purple sing the story. Uh, between those three, there are 900 songs. About half of those songs uh, were carried over. That means about half of those songs were not carried over, including some of my favorites, some of my heart songs. Uh, what used to be worship book 170, The King of Love My Shepherd Is. That song was sung at our wedding. Molly and I got married and had the temerity not to include it in this new hymnal. I don't understand that. Uh, but they left others in, uh, others of my heart songs at least. Uh, when we sing Be Thou My Vision, which in this book is now 549, uh, I remember traveling in Ireland and visiting the hill of Tara, where the high kings of ancient Ireland were crowned. And uh, in that moment with this song running through my mind, it felt like one of those, those thin places that they talk about in Celtic spirituality. So I hope that you'll find heart songs in voices together. And I hope from week to week, we will all find our voices together in the song of the church. Uh, that means we're going to have to be gracious toward each other because music is deeply personal. I know for a fact there are songs that some of you love to sing, and at the same time, some of you can barely stand to sing those songs, and you sometimes sit right next to each other when those songs are in the order of worship. Look, I, I'm the lead pastor. I have a hand in choosing most of the music that we sing on Sundays. If it was only up to me, there are songs I could promise you would never, ever sing, but some of those might be your heart songs. And so to join our voices together, uh, we have to make room for each other. And let me just also say, if we don't ever sing to seem to sing any of your heart songs, talk to me. I'll, I'll see what I can do about it. Anyway, I am very glad uh, for this new hymnal. There's going to be a lot for us to explore and discover and sing. And I am very much looking forward to, to joining our voices together. And so now let us sing, it's number 35 in Voices Together, Come to the Water, and we are going to sing verses 1 and 2, is that right? Yes, 1 and 2, and uh, I'm going to add 3, sorry Rod, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to add 4, because it leads right into the ending. So if you'll stand together, uh, number 35, Come to the Water. The first score at the top is just men singing. So the tenors and basses sing that through twice. And then the next three scores are the verses. We'll sing one, two, and four uh, in, those, uh, in that order. And then the very bottom score, the Alleluia, that is our ending. And we sing that all together.
At this point, we're going to stop streaming uh, to Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, you're welcome to join us on Zoom as we uh, continue to share and pray together. And if you're not able to join us on Facebook, then uh, go in peace to love and serve. <laughs> 